Praise the Lord. It's good to be back home. By the grace of God, we thank God for what God is doing in this house. By privilege, I'm one of the when you when I found the the internet and I joined the service, I only see this front, you know. <laughs> you don't usually see the congregation, but thank God for the opportunity to be here this morning. And I want to thank God for Pastor again and our mommy in the house for the opportunity to share the word of God. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Every one of us, the Lord will continue to increase us on our side in Jesus' name. Today, I'll be sharing with us on the topic, help from above. Help from above. From the text that we, Bible passage that we read, we're going to read the first two verses. Please let's open our Bible to Psalms 121. Psalms 121, we read verses 1 to 2. We're going to be focusing on that for our discussion. So I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help come from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Now in the past when I read these scriptures, I usually misunderstood what this scripture was actually communicating. Until when you read, brother, if you have New Living Translation, can we have that or the message, any of the two? They'll be able to see what the Bible is actually saying in these scriptures. New Living Translation or message. Okay, message. Let's, let's read message. Okay? So, I look up to the mountains. Does my strength come from mountains? Does that look at how you have been reading it before? Usually look at it. Okay, I will look up onto the hill from whence cometh my help. And that's that the beginning of calling for help. But no. It's like I look up to the mountains. Which mountains? The mountains of Jerusalem. The mountains of where I'm going to. The mountains of the church in our context. So this sound is always usually sound when people are going through Jerusalem, the place of worship. People are focusing on I'm going to a place of worship. But the psalmist here said, I will look up to the mountain, does my strength, my head come from the mountain? It's asking a question. And in verse 2 said, No, my strength comes from God who made heaven. My help comes from God, the one that created that mountain. And when you're talking of it, it's not talking about any other God. He was very clear about it. He said, the one that made heaven and earth. So from these scriptures, we see that one from the first verse, there are different sources 
of hell. Many people go to mountain to church for help from pastor. Many people look up to their friend for help. Many people look up to their parents for help. Many look up to their company for help. Many look up to lot of things. Their country. Like if many of us we might have put ourselves in a situation that, oh, this is truly the place of help for me. I have escaped hell. <laughs> Praise God. And so the psalmist asked, no, my help is not from all those. My help is from God, the one that made heaven and the heart. So this morning I want to ask you first, who is your helper? Where do you turn to when you are asking for help? Do you turn to father? Do you turn to mother? Do you turn to children? If you are old, yes, my children will take care of me. But I'd like to let you know that those are not the true source of help. Ask David, even his own father and the family, they did everything to stop this guy from being promoted. Samuel says, there any other one again? No, there's one small, small boy in the bush. It doesn't matter to anything. But Samuel said, no, until you bring him, we are not going to sit down. Or is your help in your company, or your network of influence? Is your help in your certificate, in your nation, in your salary? Remember, all those sources of help are conditional help. They are here today and tomorrow they are no more. In fact, many of all those sources of help, before they render the help, they are already asking for the payback. Am I correct? <laughs> We're going to look at the reasons why the help from above, that is help from God, is the only one we should focus on. Remember I said there are different sources of help. But today we are considering which one should you focus on so that you will have a sustainable, a dependable Help. In Proverbs 10 22, the Bible said the blessings of God, that is the help from God, it maketh rich and hardeth no sorrow with it. 
You'll be surprised to know that this help we are talking of, the first mention of help in the Bible was initiated by God. Just for you to know that this God you are serving, he is concerned about helping you. When he created Adam, and Adam was busy walking like a horse, it was God that said, no, it is not good for Adam to be alone. I will give him what? Help. So I want you to begin to see that this God you serve knows whatsoever help you need. Even before you call for that help, he knows it. So you cannot imagine when God is waiting for you to ask him for help, you are going to another source for help. You see that in Genesis 2.18. Genesis 2.18. God is still in the business of helping his children. But are we looking unto him for help? Or we are considering other sources of help? Deuteronomy 33 verse 26. Deuteronomy 33.26 says, There is none like unto God of Jeshuru, that is the God of Israel, who rideth upon the heavens in thy help. So which means, whatever God is doing in heaven, when he's riding on heaven, what is the help? To help you and I. He rideth upon the heaven in your help. Second Chronicles 25.8 says, Our God has power to help. In the matter of us, the focus of our help is actually to the measure of what we want. So we know who should I contact now? Who do I call? Which network should I go for? But the Bible says, God has power to help. In Isaiah 41, 10 and 13, God gave us a promise, a sure promise that he will surely help us. Let's open to that Isaiah 41, verse 10 and 13. Isaiah 41, 10, says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And in verse 13, the Bible says, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, say unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. I want to help you tell your neighbor with the right to the left, say, Fear not, God will help you. Turn to the other person, say, Fear not, God will help you. I declare that God will arise for your help in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 46, verse 1, we see something very interesting about the help from our God. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge 
and strength, a very present help in trouble. When you read, I think I prefer version, say a very present help and well proven help in time of trouble. What does that mean? Our God is not a late comer in helping. He is a timely helper, a very present help in the time of need. God is not going to come for your help before you need it. Neither will he come after you need it. Thank God for the emergency response of some countries. <laughs> but you call them to come and quench fire, right? They only arrive after the fire has quenched itself. <laughs> Praise God. But that is not about your God. A very present help in the time of need. Now I want you to know that even when it seems that God has delayed to you, you are thinking God has delayed, it is never a delay before a God. The Bible says he has made all things beautiful. When? In his time. And do you know why God makes us to make things to look as if it's delayed to you? It's because God will never be pressurized to do it when it is not yet time that he has planned. No matter what you do, even you fasting for nothing tomorrow, if it's not yet time according to his agenda, you can't do anything about it. Now look at the example of the three Hebrews. If you were to be the one this guy trusted in, he said, no, we know this God that we serve. We are not going to bow to your idol, king. Whatsoever you want to do for us, we are not going to bow to this idol. If he doesn't save us, okay. By the time they were about to put those guys in the in the furnace, many of us would have changed our mind, right? But because these guys did not change their mind, the fourth person in the furnace, and who was that? Jesus was there for them at the right time. I declare concerning you whatsoever you are passing through. If you are passing through any challenge, any trials, God will be there for you at the right time in the name of Jesus. Amen. Or is it about Daniel? Daniel was praying. And your God and my God did not do anything until when he was put inside that lion's den. That is the God that you serve. Until you get to a point that the glory will go to him alone. He's not going to show up. Lazarus was dead and they called Jesus in John 11. Say, so your friend is dead. Your friend is about to die. Come and pray for him. Said, I am coming. And Jesus deliberately delayed. Because he has a purpose that will glorify him. He did not show up 
until Lazarus was dead for four days. But when he showed up, the miraculous happened. God will show up for you in the name of Jesus. I say, God will show up for you in the name of Jesus. Now, let's look at one example in the Bible that shows our God is truly the help that we should focus on and not any other help. Second Chronicles chapter 20, read from verse 3 to 4. Second Chronicles 20. We all, we all know the story of Joseph, right? And many times we focus on, oh yes, this guy praised God and God delivered him. But what made God to deliver Judah under the leadership of Joseph? In verse 3, 2 Chronicles 23. And Joseph feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4. And Judah gathered themselves together. To do what? To ask help of the Lord. They gathered together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of the city of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Now note it. If you were to be in our own context today, let me just use an example. Which country am I going to use now? A country like I'm trying to so that I don't, I don't offend anybody. <laughs> now just imagine a country of uh, let's say three million people. You no, know, Joe was saying that's a country where redeemed is, and in that country. They have, I think probably, I can't remember exactly now, few number of policemen. But the thing that really interests me was that in that country they have prisoners. And the prisoners go for weekend. <laughs> but the country is so small, probably they have five policemen. Now you can imagine how big the country is. And they have a president. Now, imagine that country being harassed by U.S., they want to, U.S. want to come and fight that country. Can you imagine that? Good. That's the perspective I want you to see. Now, that was the situation of Josephus. Three nations, big nations, were coming to fight him. I think the smartest thing for a country like that should have been to run to, run to Russia, right? You say, Russia, please come and help us. Or probably go to North Korea. <laughs> Praise God. But not the case of Joseph. The Bible says Joseph went to God. He could have gone to other nations to ask for help. But he went to God. God, I need your help. I cannot fight this battle on my own. If you don't fight for me, the own of Judah is done for. And in verse 23, verse 22, verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise... Verse 22. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord sent abusement against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Moseir, and which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Every of your enemy, I don't care how big, how strong they are, 
the Lord will smite them and they will be no more in the name of Jesus. Now, that's good. I believe we all know that, yes, we need to focus on God as the source of our help now. But the fact remains that there are other sources of help. So let's look at why you should never consider focusing on all those sources of help. In Psalm 60 verse 11, Psalm 60 verse 11 says, Give us help from trouble. For vain is the help of man. New Living Transition says, Useless is the help of man. And the message says, Worthless is the help of man. Worthless. Useless. Somebody may be asking, but how, brother, what are you saying? Are you saying I should not expect someone to offer help unto me? No. Because that man you think is going to help you, is coming tomorrow to come and ask for the payback. In actual fact, that man being able to help you is because God permits him to help you. If he sleeps, by the time he wants to fulfill the help, he doesn't wake up. What happened? Psalm 146, verse 3. 146, verse 3. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the sons of man, in whom there is no help. In princes, in kings, in presidents, in whom there is no help. Isaiah 31, verse 1. Isaiah 31 verse 1 Say woe to them that go down to Egypt for help. You see a cause? Now when you don't focus on God as the source of your help, you are operating under a cause. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots because they are many and in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. And that is one of the reasons that is affecting many people. We are able to focus on the help that we see. Oh, this man is very rich. He's going to help me. But remember, the God that gives that man that resources has the whole universe at his disposal. So what should actually be your focus for help? God. Bishop Oyedepo said something. And ever since that day, I don't, I don't miss that perspective. He said, there is no way you can claim to be looking up to God. And you are still looking down. Can you try it? Just look up to God. Can you see down? <laughs> It's not possible. But that is what many of us are doing. God expects you to focus on him on angle 90. Not angle 360. Many of us, we are so smart. Our own source of help is what? If this one does not work, I what? Go for this. 
Praise God. James 1, 6 to 8, put that very right. James 1, 6 to 8, I'm going to read from New Living Translation. It says, but when you ask him, when you call for God's help, be sure that your faith is in God alone. You focus on God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. You cannot be, be looking up to God, and you are still looking at whatever is down. Let your focus be on God alone. And that God that you focus on, he will not fail you in the name of Jesus. I say God will not fail you in the name of Jesus. Now, we all know the story of King Ahab. That somebody asked you about King Ahab. He was a wicked man. As wicked as Ahab was, Ahab knew the value of help from God alone. As the only help that we should focus on. In 2 Kings 6, 2 Kings 6, 26-27. And as the king of Israel was passing by upon the walls, there cried a woman unto him, saying, Help, my lord, O king. You know the story, that what happened in this case? There was famine. No food, no water. Everywhere dry. To the extent that women were eating their own children. But when this woman came to the king, he said, King, we need your help. Look at what Ahab, the wicked king, said. Verse 27. And he said, if the Lord do not help thee, when shall I help thee? If the Lord does not arise for your help, who else is going to help you? And of course, when this wicked man said that, God had no option but to arise on behalf of his nation. If you read the account, everything that happened after that proclamation by Ea, by, king, by the king, that was when God told Elisha, okay, go and release them. And the man that thought, now look at this. When Elisha declared that by tomorrow, there will be abundance. One man that put his trust in science, in uh, economic analysis, he said, even if God opened the windows of heaven, how can this happen? The man's help was in what? What he could see. Elisha said, okay, you are going to see it. But the great help I will show you. And by tomorrow, there shall be abundance. And within 24 hours, the story changed. I see God arise for your help and your story will change in the name of Jesus. Let's see another man in the scripture that focused on the help from man. And that is the person of Jacob. Jacob put his trust, mommy will help me. I know mommy has done it before. And mommy said, okay, go to Laban, my kinsman. He will help you. But you know the end of the story. Laban had more trouble 
for Jacob. Because Jacob was running to man for help. But when Jacob realized that, no, I have to change my strategy. Man cannot help me. If God does not help me, I'm going nowhere. If God does not help me, the promise God has given me will not come to pass. When he said, God, unless you bless me, I will not let you go. Did God help him or not? Did God help him or not? God will surely arise for your help in the name of Jesus. Let's go to 2 Chronicles 28. 2 Chronicles 28, verse 16. We're going to see a story of a man that trusts in man, that asks for help from man, and the consequence of it. At the cost of trusting on God. 2 Chronicles 28, verse 16. At that time, did King Ahaz send unto king of Assyria to help him. For Ahaz took away a portion out of the house of the Lord. Now listen to this. This man took, in order to be able to appease the king of Syria, so that he can help him to fight his battle, he went to the house of God to go and pick treasures, so that he can use it to bribe this man. Look at what happened in verse 21. For Ahaz took away a portion out of the house of the Lord and out of the house of the kings and of the princes and gave it unto the king of Assyria. But what happened? What happened? He helped him. What a shame. And you go and use the resources of God that you're supposed to go and ask for help to bribe a man to help you. And the man paid him back in his currency. And verse 23, verse 23, the same scripture, 2 Chronicles 28, 23, For he sacrificed unto the gods of Damascus, which brought him, and he said, Because the God of the king of Syria helped them. That is fake help, help from man. Therefore, will I sacrifice to them, that they may help me, but they were the ruin of him and of all Israel. Please, brethren, let's stop going to man for help. I don't know who you have been going for for help. But it is a disgrace for our God for us to be going to man for help and not to God. Now, a serious disgrace when you are not using the resources of God to bribe people. When you are talking about resources, including your own body. He said, your body belongs to who? To God. Using your resources to bribe men for help. Let's look at another example in Ezra 8.22, which is the position God wants us to be as his children. Ezra 8.22 a good example of how we need to focus on God for help only. Ezra 8.22 For I was ashamed to require of the king that is Ezra speaking. Say, I was ashamed to require of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy. They were moving 
from slavery to go and build the house of God. And they knew there would be hand robbers on the way. They're going to need soldiers. But they already told the king that no, the God that will serve the God of Israel, he can fight for you. The man said, no, I'm not going to put my God to shame. We are not going to ask for a soldier to guide us. We will not ask for the backup from men. Look at what he said. Because we have spoken unto the king, saying, the hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him. And his power in his wrath is against all them that forsake him. What a wonderful testimony. What a wonderful testimony that every believer needs to have. Just like Esther said, if I perish, I what? Perish. We should stop disgracing our God by the type of help we are asking for. How can you imagine a child of God going to ask for spiritual counsel from an unbeliever? And I see it happen in offices. You have issues with your marriage. And the only person you are going to ask for, what do you think I should do? Is unbeliever. What do you expect they will tell you? Of course. Now, I'll say this with, with, with from some level of carefulness. If a child of God gets to a point that you have to borrow, I don't subscribe to borrow at all. So the Bible says, when you borrow, you are what? A slave to the person that borrows. But I know, thank God for the society we have, that's something you have to go do, take loan, right? But if you have to, should you go to a person that will come and ask you tomorrow, where is the God that you say you are serving? Many believers are doing that. Going to an unbeliever to ask for help. Now, brethren, let's know that this type of thing even makes us to look souls. But they will ask you, if your God cannot provide for you, I don't want to serve that God. Whatever help you ask for, and it seems that help is not coming, Please, you don't need our help. Anything God cannot do for you, you don't need it. Whatever you are looking for, I need this, I need this, and you have prayed, you have done everything. If it does not happen with this God that you serve, what happened? You don't need it. You should not go and do anything that will make God to be angry with you. Any blessing God cannot give me, may, may I never have it. That's it. Any promotion God cannot give me, may I never what? Have it. Because that promotion will lead you to hell. Any job that God will not be part of to give me, may I never smell the job. That is it. I want us to look at some warnings about help from above. 
some things we need to be very careful of about help from above. We are saying that we should focus on help from God only. However, we need to be vigilant about this help from God. Number one thing we need to note, be fully prepared for God to help you. What do I mean? If you are not vigilant, if you are not sensitive, there are help God has positioned around you that you can meet if you are not vigilant. Take for example, Father Abraham. God said, Abraham, I will give you children. Children will be like the sand of of the sea. He gave him wonderful promise. But when it was time for that help to come, it was Abraham that opened his eyes, that was sensitive to see that God was passing by. And the Bible says he ran to meet them and said, please, come and eat in my house. Who saw that help? Who brought the help? God. For Abraham had to be vigilant. He was fully prepared to discover that help. So the question is, is there any help God has positioned around you that you are yet to discover? Don't push away or reject or irritate your helper by your attitude. By the way you handle things. Don't push away your helpers. I want to believe there are there are singles here here or watching us or whatever. Abigail. Oh no, not Abigail. Let me not talk about Abigail now. Rebecca. Rebecca used a godly character to attract divine help of God. We know the story of Rebecca, right? God was on a journey to choose the divinely appointed wife for Isaac. And the man said, the person that will do this, that will show godly character, he will be the one to marry my master's wife. You will be the one to get all these wonderful promises. God has packaged for my master. And where the man got there, by godly character, that help, Rebecca did not miss that help on that day. I decree you will never do anything that will make you to lose your help in the name of Jesus. Every helper God has positioned around you, you will not miss them in the name of Jesus. You will not push away your helper in the name of Jesus. I can say a story about that. How people have missed their helper just because of their character. Because of their attitude. The way they handle things. Let's talk about that. We have other things to do. Praise God. Praise God. I see God bringing opportunities our ways and will not miss it in the name of Jesus. You will not miss the opportunity in the name of Jesus. And number two things we need to be careful of about help from above. Don't try to help God to help you. Don't try to help God to help you. 
We are not created to help him, to help us. Who are you to help God? God did not wire us to help him to achieve his goal. Remember I said, if you fail to praise him, what will happen? You will raise a stone. So don't help God to help you. How do I mean? Ask Father Abraham. Abraham, Sarah. They fetched God has been too slow. We are whole. We need to change the circumstance. Let's help God. You see, so that God will not be ashamed. <laughs> so that God will not be ashamed of his promises. And they brought to this world calamity. Hatred. Oh, name it. Everything that Islam represents. Tell about that. Ishmael was a product of a man trying to help God. And up to tomorrow, the world is suffering from that help. Don't try to help God to help you. And number three, one that we need to be very careful of. Beware of help offered by the devil. Beware of help offered by the devil. Whether you like it or not, devils too offers help. Adam and Eve were busy living their life as ordained by God. But devil showed up and said, oh guys, I can help you. You guys lack understanding. And before you know it, the whole world was brought under a curse because of Adam and Eve. Losing focus of divine help. And they fell for the help from the devil. None of us will fall for the help that comes from the devil in the name of Jesus. What are the types of help that comes from the devil? We all know them. It will come in form of bribe, ungodly relationship, sinful advances. Joseph refused to fall for that devilish help. If it were to be some other youth like Joseph, the offer that Potiphar's wife gave to Joseph was what? A miracle in court. This opened door. And Joseph would remember immediately, oh, God said I will become king. And this is the wife of the king. Probably this, once I married this woman, Things will change. They begin to rationalize. Not knowing that this is a bait from the devil. Thank God Joseph did not fall. You will not fall in the name of Jesus. Say, so you will not fall in the name of Jesus. And lastly, let's begin to round up now. How do I provoke egg from above? How do I provoke heaven to come for my help? How do I make God to arise for my help? Number one, I'm the only one, actually. Put your total trust in God. Put your total trust in God and in Him alone. Psalm 28 verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength. And my shade. My heart trusted in him. And I am helped. 
Psalms 28, verse 7. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiced, and with my song will I praise him. Psalm 37, verse 40. Psalm 37, verse 40. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust him. Because they put their focus on him. Because they have put their focus on God only and not on what men can do, but on what God can do. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Say, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy whole understanding. Lean not on your network of influence. Lean not on what man has promised you. And verse 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him. Ask for his help and he shall direct thy path. I see God directing your path and arising for your help in the name of Jesus. Our God is the only secured and guaranteed source of help. Why don't you trust God for your healing that you are trusting God for? The woman with the issue of blood said, all I need to do is to just touch the hem of his garment and I shall be made whole. When you read that place again, it said, the woman said, I have been going to places. The Bible testifies about the woman. That she has gone to places from one hospital to the other. One abalist to the other. One help to the other. But when she decided, no, from today on, I will not seek the help of man. That very day, the issue of blood was terminated. Everything that represents a sickness. Anybody under the sound of my voice? The Bible says, it sent his word, it healed them, and delivered them from all their destruction. I decree that sickness is over. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you trust God for help, for favor that you are looking unto him for? You have been asking God, when will I be recommended? When will I get that business I'm trusting you for. When will I get that job I'm trusting you for? All you need to do is to focus on him. Is to put your trust in him. And it will arise on your behalf in the name of Jesus. I say God will arise on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Trust God for your promotion. Because the Bible says in Psalm 75 verse 6. Psalm 75 verse 6 For promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south. So where is left? From above. Help from above. Help from above. Your promotion only comes from God. If man promotes you the same level of promotion they gave you they can beat you down. But when God promotes you, you will be going from glory to glory to glory. No man can actually promote you more than the level they are operating. Do you know that? They can't promote you more than the level they are operating. But you serve a God that he operates in heaven. He rides in heaven just to help you. 
I'm going to share a testimony. I believe it's going to bless somebody here this morning. Or how you need to put your trust in God for help. Years back when I was in Nigeria, I was working and my colleagues, they were working together. We were on contract then, Michelle. The salary we were being paid, of course, everybody can never be enough for you. So we all discussed, okay, let's go and ask for a raise. And we need to increase our salary, everything. And we all went. We were all at the same level of salary. All of us taking the same salary. Now, when we went to the management for them to increase our salary, they increased. But something happened. They increased orders by like 30,000 naira then. And they increased only my home by 5,000. <laughs> Is that wickedness or not? <laughs> Praise God. After that happened, I saw God speaking something to me. I don't put your trust in man, but put your trust in me. So they all said, no, no, this should not happen. Go and lobby, go and tell them, go and tell them why this should not be the case. Or did they make any mistake? They should increase your home like our home also. I said, no, I will not go and beg any man. That is what God wants from me now. Of course, I went to God. That God, it's time for us to show up. Even whatever they have given them, I'm even looking beyond that. That's actually the fact. For me to go and be begging a man for 25,000 naira, sorry. I would rather go to God. Who can give me more than that? And glory be to God. Brethren, this God that you are serving, if you put your trust in him, he will not fail you. You know what God did? Just months after then, a problem came from nowhere we are never expecting. A problem in another department. And the man called me that, please, Nick, I, I know you know this. You can solve this problem for us. You can help us to get this problem solved. So God moved me to go and solve the problem. And God decided to solve my own problem. You know how he solved it? My salary was increased six times. What they were fighting for. To go and beg for. God increased my salary six times. Because I put my trust in God. I don't know who this God is speaking to this morning. Yes, you need help. But who are you putting your trust in for that help? Is it God or man? If you put your trust in God, it will never, never fail you. David said, I have been young, now I am old. I have never seen what? The righteous forsaken. Now you sit begging for bread. Unless it's not this God that you are serving, that you look unto for help, that is when you will suffer any day. In closing, you need to trust God to the point of calling on him for help. 
You know, many of us, we have some of our children, even when they need help, they still don't ask for it. And you'll not be asking them, but, but you should have asked me. Why are you troubling yourself? There was a story Gio told us of a boy that was, he was playing football. So he threw his football, I think he landed on the roof. So he did everything. The father was sitting in front of the house. So this man was doing everything to get that ball. He used everything. Tried every method. When he got tired, Nathan would be dad. Daddy, please, come and help me. But daddy said, why did you call me before? You saw me here. Why did you call me? That the nature of many of us Are you going to your knees to ask for help from God who can control the heart of man? Mordecai was busy serving faithfully, committed like we heard in Sunday school this morning. And God was busy planning how to promote him. Mordecai did not lobby for that promotion. It was God, the great helper, that went to trouble a king. The king could not sleep because it was time for Mordecai to be promoted. I see God arising for your help in the name of Jesus. I see God arising for your help in the name of Jesus. Let's be on our feet.